Altogether, Bolom. Namaste, Sadhiswati Devi. Gauravani Pracharine. Nirvisesha Shunyavadi. Pastichadi Shitadine. Yeah. 
Krishna, Krishna, Hare Hare. 
Krishna Krishna Hare 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 Ram Hare Ram 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 Hare Hare Krishna Krishna Hare 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 Ram Hare Ram 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 Hare Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Ram Hare Ram 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 Hare Hare Krishna Krishna Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare 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 Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Go Premanandi Hadi Hadi Bo 
Shila Prabhupada ki Shri Shila Bhakta Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur Prabhupada ki Shri Prendata Nityananda Prabhu ki Shri Prem Purushottam Sachinandana Gaurahari ki Bolo Giriraj Maharaj ki Shri Radhakun Shamakun Girigovardana ki Shri Vandavandam ki Shri Mayapur Navadweep Dham Ki Shri Purushottam Ketra Jagannath Puri Dham Ki Shri Shri Radha Kalachanji Ju Ki Shri Jagannath Shri Baladev Shri Mati Subhadra Mai Sudarshan Ju Ki Shri Shri Gornityananda Ki Gopremanandi Hari Hari Bo Samabeda Bhakta Binda Ki All glories to the assembled devotees all glories to the assembled devotees. All glories to the assembled devotees. All glories, all glories to Shishi Guru and Goranga. All glories to Shiva Prabhupada. I'll keep it here. Thanks. Ah, it's okay. I'll keep it here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, before I starts to speak something. I just like to find out some because I don't know everybody here. And our program, our purpose is not to have a lecture like in the university. It's definitely not like a sermon in the church. And certainly I hope not like a commercial on television. But we'd like to have something which I guess in American culture you would closely closest you could find would be a, a called it a, a be in as in the Haight Ashbury era. It's more uh, something in, in Vedic culture we would call Harikata, which is a kind of art form. And sometimes there's music, sometimes there's stories, sometimes there's some poetry and like that. But I don't really know everybody here. And I just, first thing I'd like to ask, just I hope everybody's comfortable with that, is anybody who's here for the first time? That's okay. Okay? Anybody else? So... The other persons pretty much know what's going on. Where are you from originally? Where? I'm also from India. New Delhi. Okay. But I'm a, you're a, a, a Deshi Bideshi. I'm a Bideshi Deshi. <laughs> I live in Jagannath Puri sometimes. So we'd like to begin with offering some prayers to Bhagavad Gita. That's our tradition. This is uh, from Srila Prabhupada's Mangala Charna. For those of you who know this, please recite along with. It's very auspicious. Om Jnana Timirandasya Gyananjana Shalakaya Chakshun Militam Jena Tasmai Shri Gurave Namaha Shri Chaitanya Manho Bhishtam Stapitam Jena Bhutale Swayam Rupa Kadamayam Dadati Swapadantikam Vandeham Shri Guru Shri Padakamalam Shri Gurun Vaishnavamscha Shri Rupam Sagrajatam Sahagana Raghunath Anvitam Tam Sajivam Sadvaitam Savadhutam Parijana Sahitam Krishna Chaitanya Devam Shri Radha Krishna Padam Sahagana Lalita Shri Vishakam Vitamscha 
हे कृष्णा करुण सिंधो दीन बंदो जगातपथे गोपेश गोपीक कांत राधा कांतन मोस्तुते तप्त कंचन गौरंगी राधे वृंदावनेश्वरी वृषभानु सुते देवी प्रणमामि हरि प्रिय वंशा कोपतरुभ्यश्च Krishna-Krishna-Krishna-Krishna-Krishna-Krishna-Krishna-Krishna-Krishna-Krishna-Krishna-Krishna-Krishna-Krishna-Krishna-Krishna-Krishna-Krishna-Krishna-Krishna-
by material reactions. Gora Draganya Gana Gocha Goloru Hadam Goranga Guda Tamagopya the Kopa Briksham Gopala Gada Ratidam Yati Singha Gora Govinda Deshikavaram Satatam Namami So, uh, I'm not from around here. I've been living for the last 26 years in, in India. I'm not from India either originally, if you can't tell. <laughs> Actually, in India, I was making a joke with him. In Hindi, in Bengali, a real language is a word, deshi and bideshi. Desh means a place. So deshi is someone who is a local person. We call him a homeboy in American language. And a bideshi means a foreigner. I'm kind of confused because I, I guess I'm a Bideshi, but I live in India, so I'm kind of a Deshi, and I don't know. We had, uh, I, I do some publishing work, as Prabhuji was mentioning, and we hire sometimes some outside people for typing and different things. And once I hired a local person, when we interviewed him, I asked him, what's your name? And he told me, Bideshi. <laughs> it's a, not an ordinary name. Nobody. I said, what do you mean? He said, well, that's my Doknam. And on in India, Doknam is kind of like an affectionate nickname. And he told me an interesting story. He said that he was born in a small village in Orissa. And when his mother was uh, in labor, giving birth, there was some complication, and he had to go be taken to the hospital. So he was born in the hospital, and he was the first person in their village who was born outside the village. So they called him Bideshi. Like that. So we all want to have some place where we belong. And there's a crisis in the world today um, brought on by something very innocuous and seemingly good which I would call globalism, or we call globalism. And the problem, globalism is a very good thing. We're having so many different cultures here today. We learn about other cultures. We, we learn about other types of food and histories and things. But a problem with it is, at least from the American side, is that globalism means we're transplanting uh, KFC and McDonald's and Mickey Mouse all over the world. And cultures are being destroyed. And those cultures are kind of like um, pots which uh, are kept, the morals and ethics of society. And so as cultures are being destroyed, morals and ethics are also being destroyed all over the world. So at the heart of that is community. And we've been speaking something about this for the last few days. So this verse in the Gita speaks something also about two categories of persons. In Bengali, we would call them Bahirmukh Janas and Antarmukh Janas, meaning external people whose faces are turned away and internal persons. Last night I gave an example. I said, could you imagine if you put a big billboard on the freeway that said free beer here in the Lone Star State, Texas? How many people would you have come? I think you'd have to, the stadium wouldn't have enough space for it, right? There'd be hundreds of thousands of people who would come. But if you put up a sign that says, free love of God, or free self-realization, how many people will come? 
So this verse in the Gita, Krishna is speaking to Arjuna something about that. There's two categories of persons. And for most people, uh, what's nighttime for them is, is uh, the time of awakening for someone who's self-controlled. And the time of awakening for persons uh, is night for the introspective sage. Saintly persons, they're not interested in free beer, generally. But they'd like to know something about introspection. And this is what's really missing in the world today. And this is a big part of the mission of the Krishna consciousness movement. Yes, we're establishing wonderful cultural places like this. This is one of the most, for those of you who may not know, this is really a historical place. Here in North America is a very special temple. Shishi Radhakala Chanji is some of the oldest deities in our society anywhere in the world. They're very, very beautiful. They're originally found in a museum in Jaipur. And this temple has been in existence since the early 70s. And so many thousands of people have come, tens of hundreds of thousands of people have come through here. It's a very, very special, sacred place. But our purpose of our movement is not just to make buildings and create temples and churches, but we'd like, we have a message for society. We don't care. Srila Prabhupada, we were speaking about this last night, Prabhupada wrote a letter to the Governor General of Canada. His name was Ronald Michener in 1968. And Prabhupada described our movement. And he said, the Krishna consciousness movement is a non-lucrative society. We're non-sectarian. And our members include persons from Hindu, Christian, Muslim, Jewish faiths, And people can keep their respective faiths and still be a member of ISKCON. Because our purpose is not to establish a new religion. Our purpose is to encourage people to turn their face inward. To be introspective. To think about what is the purpose of life. Not that we're trying to get people to change their occupation, change their religion, change their dress, change their hairstyle. Those are all external things. And we're not concerned about that. But what we'd like to see is more saintly persons in the world. We'd like to see people who are introspective. It's our firm conviction that if more people in the world today would be thoughtful... What is, who am I? Why am I here? What is the purpose of life? What does life mean? Who are all these other people around me? Who am I really? If people were to be introspective, it's our firm conviction that the world would change. And all the terrible negative things that we see going on today, the wars, the rapes, the crimes, the drive-by shootings, the uh, terrible mass shootings going on in so many different places, all the prejudice, and racial hatred, and all the negative things going on in the world could be solved if people would become more introspective. And conversely, all the other solutions which go on in the world today, not to hurt anyone's feelings, but all the political, economic, social, psychological solutions are just like blowing on a boil. 
You have a big boil and you want to, to make it feel better. You can blow on it, but it's not going to solve the problem as long as people have a basic misconception about themselves. As long as people are thinking that the purpose of life is just for me to enjoy as much as I can in an external way. When I was a young boy, there was an author that I liked. Some of you may be familiar with him. His name's Kirk Vonnegut Jr., And he said, so what is the purpose of life? Just some a mixture of chemicals mixing together. And someone decides one, there's a bad mixture of chemicals. And the bad mixture of chemicals decides to pick up a gun and shoot somebody else. And it's just bad chemicals. That's all that it means, right? As he said in another place, he said, what is the purpose of our civilization? It. We're broadcasting so many things into the outer space. So what's going to represent our civilization? Gilligan's Island and the Beverly Hillbillies? Is that going to represent? Is that our civilization? But so many people today, they're living like Gilligan's Island or some silly, foolish thing. We're not turning our faces in an introspective way. There's a nice story in this regard. There was one... uh, landlord uh, in East Bengal. His name was Lalu Baba. And one day, he used to go for walks a little distance from his mansion. And one day, he's out for a walk on the other side of the river, walking along the bank there. He heard a boatman telling one of his friends, Hey, bye, brother. He said that the day is, is over, so you should go back across. When Lalu Baba heard that, he thought, oh, the day is over. I should go across. And then the next day, uh, he happened to hear a washerman, a dobi, speaking to his wife. And that washerman told her, the day's over. And now you should go and burn the basana. And Bengal basana uh, refers to a part of the banana tree. And uh, they burn that and it creates some kind of alkaline. And some natural soap, not like these things that we purchase in the store, which cause so much problems. But basana, the word basana, also means desire or passion. And so Lalu Baba heard that. Just some innocuous comments from some people, but it made him think, what am I doing with my life? What is the purpose of my life? Again, when I was growing up, there was a famous song called Tiki Tacky Houses. Maybe some of you might remember that. She's smiling. (laughs) You can Google it. There's a really nice uh, video about it also. The purport of the song is, what's the purpose of my life? Just to go to school, get good grades. And then I graduate from school. I get a good job. I get a wife. I get a house. I get a car. And I live in a a suburb with so many ticky-tacky houses that all look alike. And my life is just like everybody else's life. And I don't think, what is the purpose of things? There's one disciple, Srila Prabhupada, whose name was Stamba Prabhu. is Stamba Prabhu, very intelligent person. When he, um, just before he joined the Hare Krishna movement, he was uh, going to the university. And one day he was invited to university party and he went and it's like so many parties boys and girls and smoking and drinking and loud music and like that and he, he was feeling very funny 
Did you ever feel alone in the midst of a crowd? It's a funny kind of feeling. He was feeling like that. In the midst of this big party, everybody's having a good time. He's sitting in the corner feeling bad. There must be something wrong with me because I don't feel like I fit in with all this. And after a little while, some pretty university girl came over and started talking to him about whatever important kind of things girls like I talk about, like fingernail polish or latest movies or whatever like that. And she was going on in her way for a little while. And finally, she ran out of things to say. And in the social exchange, it was his turn to say something. So he turned to her with sincerity and he asked her, have you ever thought about death? (laughs) Her eyes got very big. She said, you can't talk like that here. You'll spoil the whole party. So this is the Hare Krishna movement. We're here to spoil the party. And there's so many people having this party today, but they're not thinking about a basic thing. The day's almost over. It's time to cross the river. Life is going to finish soon. And I have to do something. I have to think something about it. What is the purpose of things? What is my purpose? Hmm? As one person said, normal today is getting dressed in clothes that you buy for work and driving through traffic in a car that you're still paying for, in order to get to the job, you need to pay for the clothes and the car and the house you leave vacant all day so you can afford to live in it. That's life today, isn't it? Is that all that we're living for? And so this movement, we would like to encourage people to be introspective. Srila Prabhupada, in one conversation in San Francisco, when you're, he was speaking with some of the devotees, and he said, you're good He's good. She's good. He's a Christian. He's a Hindu. He's a Muslim. You're all good. He said, but where is your love for God? We don't care. You're a Christian. You're a Muslim. You're a Hare Krishna. But where is your love for God? What is the value we've gotten in our life? This movement is about trying to accumulate something deep in the heart and not just trying to get something external. We should be thoughtful about where we're going and how it is we're taking guidance, where we're taking guidance from. I heard another story that once there was a a CNN news photographer and uh, he called the local airport to charter a flight. He had to take some photos for a news uh, article that he was working on. And he was told that a twin-engine plane would be waiting for him at the airport. So he arrived at the airport. It was a little late. He saw a twin-engine plane warming up outside the hangar. So he jumped in with his bag, slammed the door closed, and said, let's go. And the plane took off. And they're going up in the air. And then the the photographer told the pilot, he said, you fly low over the fires, over the valley, so I can take some pictures of the fires that are going on. And the pilot he said, why? He said, because I'm a photographer for CNN. Uh-huh. I need to go closer. And the pilot was quiet for a moment. And suddenly the pilot, he said, you mean what you're telling me? You're not my flight instructor? <laughs> we should be careful what plane we get on. Uh-huh. Who is going to be our pilot? And everybody has some pilot in their life, uh, whether they admit it or they don't admit it. 
We should understand some purpose. Bhavnagar in India is a very old city. And there was one simple person there living there named Hero. And Hero worked for a wealthy landlord. And one day the landlord, he called him and said, Hero, tomorrow I'm going to send you to Goga to some big city for some work there. Okay. And so the next morning the landlord was planning on giving Hero instructions what to do while he was there, what to get, what kind of works to do and things. But Hero didn't wait to hear from the landlord. He just left early the next morning and he walked 24 miles to Goga. And he got there. He didn't know what he was supposed to do. He saw a tree there. So he picked a leaf off the tree and he walked back. And he told the landlord, I got a leaf. I, <laughs> I went to Goga. So we're like that. Without properly understanding what our purpose is, where we're going. Without some proper understanding, uh, what is our purpose in life? Who am I? Why am I here? We should understand something about this. There's a nice uh, song I'd like to sing with you. It's in Bengali. But what I'll do, I'll sing this and you can chant Hare Krishna in response. This is from a wonderful book called... uh, Prema Vivarta by Jagadananda Pandit. Chitkana Jiva Krishna Chinmaya Bhaskar Sincha Krishna Deki Krishna Kore Neyada Bolo Hare Krishna Hare Krishna time on Hare Krishna. Krishna Bahir Mukahan Bhogavancha Kode Nikatasta Maya Tare Japa Tia Tare Bolo Hare Krishna Hare Krishna Chitkana Jiva Krishna the living entity who I really am I'm consciousness. I'm a very tiny particle of spiritual consciousness. Chinmaya Bhaskara, like a, a tiny ray of light coming from the sun. Nitya Krishna Deki, Krishna Korine Adar. But Krishna, God, He's like the transcendental sun. And Krishna Bahirmukh, the living entities in this world, we've turned our face away from spiritual life. We turned our face away from God. We're not interested in that. We're Bahirmukjanas. We're external people. We're not interested in save the soul. We're interested, our movement is save the Twinkies. We're thinking that's what's important today. So in this way, people become completely illusioned. And they're thinking in terms of themselves, of their body. And so they're going from one place to another in this material world. And they're bewildered. And they're thinking that this is me. Just like someone who goes to a department store and they pick out some clothes from the rack. And they decide to get a leather coat and leather pants with chains. And I'm going to have a certain profile. Or maybe they decide, well, I'm going to wear some a miniskirt instead. I'm going to wear this or that. And we pick our consciousness, we pick our identity off the rack. It's kind of like eternal Halloween going on. We're wearing a costume. 
We're pretending something, something that we're not. But we don't know who we really are. And Jagadananda Pandit, he sings, Kabu Raja, Kabu Praja, Kabu Viprasudra, Kabu Duki, Kabu Suki, Kabu Kita Shudra Bolo, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna. Sometimes we're king. Sometimes you become president of the United States of America, whereas before you were just a, a real estate developer in New York. And life is good. Kabu, huh? Kabu Raja, Kabu Praja. Sometimes you're just a citizen. Kabu Vipra, sometimes you're a Brahmin, intellectual. Kabu Sudra, sometimes you're just a worker. Kabu Duki, sometimes you're unhappy. Kabu Suki, sometimes happy. Kabu Kita Chudra, sometimes. The living entity takes birth as a worm in stool. There's also a living entity there. And this is the movie of our life. And we're just going on and on and on with a new film every time. Sometimes we're in heaven, sometimes on earth, thinking so many things, uh, trying to understand who we are, what we're here for. A rupe sansara brahmi te kono jam Sadhu sange nija tattva avagatahan Bolo Hare Krishna Hare Krishna In this way, they're going from one body to another one planet to another, and each time they're thinking, I'm so-and-so's daughter, I'm so-and-so's son, I'm a father, I'm a mother, I'm American, I'm Indian, I'm a Texan, I'm a cowboy, I'm a hippie, I'm an intellectual, I'm an IT professional. We're thinking so many things about ourselves. Like a movie that never ends. Like some science fiction film. You imagine you go to a movie and you never leave the movie. You're just watching a movie for the rest of your life. This is what it's like. Huh? But if by some good fortune, after some time. Sadhu Sangha Nija Tattva. If we come in touch with some persons who are introspective, who are thinking about the purpose of life, who are asking uncomfortable questions like, did you ever think about death before? Isn't it weird? We have auto insurance, we have house insurance, we have life ins- we have so many types of insurance, but we don't have any insurance what's going to happen after this life. We're not interested in that. Mm-hmm. But if by good fortune we come in touch with some introspective persons who are contemplating what is the purpose of life, then in that association we can understand who we are and why we're here. And at that time comes uh, what my grandmas used to call Atmakrandana, or the crying of the soul, an existential inquiry about the self. Kande bole ohe Krishna, Amitabhadas, Omara Charana Chari Hoila Sarvanas, 
At that time, we began to cry. Who am I? Why am I here? What is the purpose of my life? This is the purpose of this movement. Not to make buildings and institutions and things. We have buildings, we have an institution, and we use that to give something. But that's the box which contains the gift. If someone gives you a gift and you don't open it, you just pay attention to the box outside. What kind of thinking is that? And so in this movement, there's a special gift inside the box of our buildings and the institutions and things. And that's the gift of introspection. That's the gift of inquiry. Why am I here? What is the purpose of my life? Why is it? I I can't, I'm not satisfied by anything. Hmm? And when someone begins to think like that, then things change. Once there was a, a lioness who was out hunting. And as she was hunting, she gave birth to a cub, the little baby lion. And she was doing it. She left that cub. And there happened to be a flock, a herd of goats nearby. And they picked up that, that baby cub, that baby lion cub, and started taking care of it. And that lion cub grew up with the goats. He was eating and sleeping with them. They were eating grass. He's eating grass. Uh-huh. And the person who took care of the goats, he saw this little baby lion, and he gave him a name, Lindio, uh-huh. which is, Lindio usually is a name, a title that they reserve for sheep or goats, like that. And the lion, baby lion, responded to his name, and he grew up until he became a full-grown lion. But he's thinking he's a goat. And one day, while the goats were herding on the pastures, a big lion came and attacked the goats. And all the goats ran away with fear. And Lindio, he was also running away. And suddenly the lion he was attacking, he said, what is this? Amongst these goats, there's another lion. What's going on? And so the lion ran after Lindio, huh? And tackled him, and Lindio was shaking. He was very, very fearful, like goats are. Right? Don't, don't hurt me, please, don't hurt me. And the lion said, "Man, what are you doing? <laughs> You're not a goat. Goats are your dinner. <laughs> We've well, lost your senses. Come with me." And he took Lindio to the bank of a river, and there, in some water that was calm, he said, "Look in the water. See, you look the same as me. You're a lion." Not a goat. Uh So this is our problem. We don't understand who we are. We're living in this world and we're thinking we have some designation that's been given to us by our parents, by this person, by that person. And we're trying to accumulate things, thinking these things, these objects are going to give me some happiness. Like I saw a sticker once that said, whoever dies with the most toys wins. That's my purpose in life, right? To be a good consumer and purchase a lot of things so that the economy will go very good, right? That's what they say. That's my only purpose in life. That's so depressing. But that's what's become of our culture today. The big marketing companies and things are are telling us, your purpose in life is to shop until you drop. Uh And that's it. And if you have more toys than everybody else, then that's happiness. 
But I can't eat those toys. Those toys don't really give me happiness, no matter how many toys you may have, even Vivon. Toys don't give you happiness. They just break them after a little while, right? You get bored with them. I'm staying with Vivon and Partha, and I see they have so many toys, many, many toys. But how many of them do you play with now? How many toys do you have? You must have maybe 200 toys, I think, or more. But maybe I've watched you guys. You play with one or two toys a day. And the old ones here, they're boring. And so this is like it in our life. So we should think, what is our purpose? Why are we here? Once there was a wealthy landlord who was a very uh, miserly person. He was wealthy, but he was very stingy with his wealth. And he would always wore, wear very worn shoes and clothes. And after some years, he became very seriously ill. And it's said that in his whole life, nobody liked him. He only had one friend who was his tailor, his personal tailor. But unfortunately, that tailor, he died a few months earlier. There was nobody to come, no friend to come and see him. And so one by one, his family members and neighbors, they were coming to see him because everybody's saying he's going to die soon. They're offering respects to him. And then the tailor's son came. And the landlord, he told the tailor's son, the closest person he has to a friend, it seems that I'm not going to be here much longer. My moment to go to heaven has come. And that young boy, he was only 15 years old, but he's very wise, like like Bivan. Bivan has some wisdom. Mm -hmm. And he knew... That this landlord was so very attached to his wealth and things. And he said, sir, could you do me a favor? What is it? He said, you see, my father, your friend, he's also already gone to heaven. And my father was a tailor. And he had this desire. He often told me that he wished that he could sew garments in the spiritual world for for God, for Krishna. But you know, when he left, he forgot to take his needle with him. I have this little... Could you do me a favor? When you go, could you take this with you and give it to my dad? The landlord, he was very happy. Somebody's asking him something which doesn't require money. (laughs) Sure, sure. I'll I'll be happy to do that. Uh And the boy left. And then he was thinking, wait a minute. (laughs) Where am I going to put this that I can take it with me? Uh Maybe I'll, I'll pin it to my shirt. No, the shirt's not going to go with me. They're going to burn the shirt later on. Uh-huh. I'll put it in my mouth. Uh-huh. But then he thought also, uh, my, my body's going to burn. I can't take... And he realized, uh, how am I going to take this little needle to the spiritual world? So he called for that boy again. And he, he told him, I'm really sorry, son, but I can't take this needle to heaven with him. Mm-hmm. And that boy... He smiled at him and said, Sir, how are, if you can't take this one needle with you, how are you going to take all your money and your wealth with you? What is the purpose of your life? We've been cheated. I'll say it very boldly. We've been cheated for so long by this society that we live in today. Everyone trying to tell us that the purpose of life is just to purchase things. But no matter how many things we purchase, it doesn't satisfy me. And it's not going to help me at the time of death. 
We don't have any understanding of who we are. And we're not satisfied with our real self. We're always trying to look for something outside. Once there was a crow. And this crow, he was living in the forest and life was good. He was a happy crow. But one day the crow saw a swan. And the crow thought, wow, the swan's got it really good. He's so beautiful. He's so white. Look at me. I'm black. I have black feathers. Nobody likes me. The swan is such a beautiful bird. This swan must be the happiest bird in the world. And so the crow, he expressed those thoughts to the swan. And the swan said, yeah, I was thinking I was the happiest bird in the world. And then one day I saw a parrot. And that parrot, he has two colors. So now I think the parrot, he's the happiest bird in the world. So the crow said, wow, let me go meet the parrot. So he went to the parrot. And he said, you must be the happiest bird in the world. The parrot said, yeah, I live a happy life. And I thought that I was the happiest bird in the world. But then one day... I saw a peacock. Ooh. I only have two colors. But the peacock, he has so many colors on him. So the crow said, yes, he must be the happiest bird. And so the crow went to the zoo to visit the peacock. And he saw hundreds of people gathered around the cage of the peacock. And they're all looking. And the crow waited until everybody left. And then he approached the peacock and the crow said, Dear peacock, you're so beautiful. You must be the happiest bird in the world. Every day thousands of people are coming to see you. When people see me, they just throw rocks at me. And if I start singing to them, they don't appreciate my singing. They tell me, go away. You must be the happiest bird in the world. And the peacock said, you know, my dear brother Pucky, my dear brother Bird, I always thought that I was the most beautiful and happy bird in the world because of my beauty. But now I'm trapped in the zoo. And I've examined this zoo very carefully. I've seen all the different birds here. And I've realized that the only happy bird is a crow. (laughs) Because the crow is not in a cage. And so for these past days, I was wishing I was a crow. This is our material life. We're never satisfied. We don't understand who we are, why we're here. Therefore, the Bhagavatam, Lord Vamanadevi describes, Yadritseo papani na santusto vartate sukam na satuntas tribir lokair ajitapmo Pasaditai. That one should be satisfied with whatever we achieve by our previous destiny. Because discontent can never bring happiness. A person who is not self-controlled will not be happy even with possessing all the three worlds. We're being targeted by so many people who want us to be good consumers. Smoke this, drink this. Smoke cigarettes. They're encouraging young children like that to the ads in subtle ways. Drink beer. Become addicted to this thing and life will be good. 
But what happens when you become old and you have lung cancer and you have a huge beer belly and you can't hardly move anymore? It doesn't give us happiness. We're being cheated. So this Krishna conscious movement, we'd like to teach people about who we are and what is the purpose of life. We'd like to encourage people to begin a very special journey. The journey of introspection. Today in the world, people have gone to so many places. Even Texans now are starting to travel all over the world. And they're going to Asia and Africa and South America and here and there. But how many people have begun the journey of introspection? People are afraid of it. They're afraid. Because if you come and you ask them to be introspective, and they'll say, don't speak like that. You're going to spoil the party. We're all having a good time. I'm buying so many things. I must be having fun. That's not the purpose of life. So we'd like to encourage everybody who's coming here to join us in a revolution a soft resolution, a revolution of consciousness. We don't care what religion people are. We don't care how people dress. We don't care what kind of work people do. But we'd like to help people become more introspective and think about what is the purpose in life and why we're here. So I'll stop there at 6 o'clock now. Um, maybe someone has some reflections. They'd like to repeat something you heard that you maybe you liked. Or maybe there's some questions. I think we have a few minutes or something. Anybody have anything? Mataji? Thank you for your smiles. You really were helping a lot. Put up their hands. Yeah. Hold on, hold on. One second. Hare Krishna. Madhavananda Prabhu, thank you so much. My husband, Kartike, and I were um, in Jagannath Puri with Danadar Swami in 2016. That's and that's where we met. And it was... Yeah. Very beautiful in that courtyard hearing you, meeting yeah. your wife. So, um, just a comment. We, my husband and I, we lived in Puerto Rico for mm-hmm. 11 years. Um, we left in 2011, and during that time we had Tamal Krishna's Veggie Garden Cafe, oh. um, vegetarian cafe we opened, and my husband had um, kiosks in the malls. And here was a beautiful island, paradise, and the malls were packed with people, many of them uh, from Puerto Rico, natives. And they, you know, that was was their life. Too many malls, not enough time. And that is... um, the state of affairs, as you said, all over the world. Now things are a little different. That we have something in common. Mm-hmm. You're coming from Puerto Rico. I'm coming from Jagannath Puri, and both places have been ravaged by hurricanes. We yes, just, we were just we were so in the middle of the hurricanes. Yeah. left, and kind of pops a bubble sometimes. <laughs> people. And the only other comment I might make in regard to you, Jai Radhakalatanji Ki Jai. Uh, speaking about the different, how Prabhupada stressed that we were not dogmatic and that we wanted everyone to just become introspective, as you mentioned, and love God. And I think it was in the 90s, um, there was a um, Muslim girl coming to the temple uh-huh. and she noticed 
that the roof, which needs to be done again, the clouds needed to be painted. And she um, offered to do this service, got up on a ladder, made all these airbrush clouds. It was beautiful. And at the end of her time, it took, she did it as an offering. At the end of her time here, she commented, I can feel God here. Oh, that's beautiful. That's very beautiful. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. Thank you for such a nice comment. Anybody else have any in reflections of the Buddha or something? Nice to see you guys again. It's just on the verse, I heard an explanation of the verse, Yadisha Sarabhutanam, that what is night and, and yeah. day for. So the devotees are on Harinam, and there's people in like a sub-basement bar. And the people in the bar are looking at the devotees and laughing, saying, Ha! These people don't know how to enjoy. And the devotees are looking at the people in the bar and going, Ha! These people don't know how to enjoy. (laughs) Very good. This should be a place where people can come together and be introspective and be thoughtful and be honest with each other. Anything else from anybody? Prabhuji, thank you for the story. Um, like, like whenever you said, um, the boy asked the person to take the needle back to the spiritual world, and he couldn't even do that because, because his if he put it on his shirt, his shirt would be burned, and if he put it in his mouth, his his body would be burned. And, and you know what, Vivan? You can't take your toys to the spiritual world. <laughs> And and then after that he came back to the boy and then he said, um, I can't take take the needle. needle. And then then he said, How are you going to take all your wealth? So thank you for sharing that story. Yeah. <laughs> Any other questions or comments? Yeah. Hare Krishna, thank you Viji for this wonderful uh, talk. Uh, could you please share the uh, the Vaishnav song which you just recited and the author? I, I couldn't hear very well actually. That's from the book Prema Vivarta by Jagadananda Pandit. Okay. It's okay. a Bengali book. Thank you, thank you Viji. I'll search that. Pratikaya Prabhu. Uh, yeah, Hare Krishna, how are you? So, so good to see you. Um, I was just sharing with my wife <clears throat> that as I'm getting older, I'm getting more and more in- introspective. And uh, I had this realization that, uh, uh, I mean, I heard Radhana Swami uh, in a class say, you got to beg for mercy, you got to beg for mercy from Lord Nityananda, just beg, just beg for mercy. And uh, so anyway, I had some anarthas that I needed to uh, take care of it. And and they were hard for me to uh, uh, get out of these habits. And uh, so I prayed also to Lorna Day for mercy. And uh, I said, please, you know, help me control my mind, my senses. I... I cannot do it on my own. I just, without you, without Lord Nikiranda's mercy, I just won't be able to do it. So all of a sudden, 
I started to get sick here, then, then, you know, like several weeks I've, I've been feeling sick. And uh, my realization was that uh, uh, both I was getting the mercy from Lord Nichananda and from Lord Nishringadev because as you get sick, uh, as I was sick, I was able to renounce these things that I couldn't renounce uh, just on my own because I didn't have the strength to do it. But with their mercy, I was able to do it. So uh, I've been, uh, you know, this kind of introspection that you're talking about, it's just, uh, uh, it's so valuable. And thank you for uh, reinforce that. And thank you because I'll be meditating on that every day now. And we need community for that. Mm-hmm. We need to create an introspective community. Where people come together. I, I was thinking when you were, you were making your comment that there's a saying in India that when someone can't make money, they become a brahmachari. They, they become a celibate student. If they have no money, they become a brahmachari. And if you have no good health, then you become a sadhu. Bhakti, <laughs> I like the point where you said... My day is getting over. We need to cross the river. Yeah, is a day over. Huh? You guys should think about that. You're our hope for the future, too. This is Partha. Partha is very good. He and his brother, they just got new belts in Taekwondo recently. And they, they know so many Bhagavad Gita verses. And they're very, very thoughtful boys. They're very introspective. And just little boys, but they're very, very introspective. Okay, anything else to say from anyone? Hare Krishna. Yeah.